Proverbs chapter 3, uh, verses 1 through 10, I'll bring the ushers forward. And uh, if you're here for the first time here at Have Bible Will Travel, you're in for a treat, I'll tell you that. Um, where the Word of God is, is still king, amen? Hallelujah. Uh, let me read the verses, then we'll talk about it a little bit. So my son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart uh, keep my commandments for length of days and years of your life and peace. They will add to you. Let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. So you will find favor and success in the sight of God and man. And there's some music coming through the speakers here. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he'll make your straight your path. Be wise not in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your f- flesh and refreshment to your bones. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine. So this is the word of the Lord. Amen. So how does this get us uh, back in the saddle in the area of physical health? Well, let's break it down. In the first fear, verse here in, in 3.1, it says, My son, don't forget my teaching. Uh, to, he tells us to keep his commandments. And let, let's be honest. If it wasn't for the commandments of God, some of us would be dead. Amen? We'd, we'd be going our own way, doing our own thing, trying to get it to work. And, uh, and, we, and we found out it didn't work. And we found out that God's commandments aren't aren't burdensome Uh, so as we continue to follow the ways of the Lord and his kingdom uh, it says that our length of days and years of our life and peace will be added to you and I guess all of us could use an extra special dose of peace here today amen just uh, you know uh, not like the Woodstock peace but peace soul peace all the Woodstock kids they're like oh yeah man yeah peace I didn't know we had so many hippies in our church. There's no young people. They're all old. All right, I'll get back to the message. I'm just, let me see, can I, I'm going to give a disclaimer. So if it sounds like I'm redundant here when I get in, Mike, when I get in this next thing, it's just because Jesus is saying this. I'm just reading what Jesus says, amen? And you're like, oh man, he always like preaches on, like Jesus or something. No, duh, you're at a church. <laughs> I just, I just, what a concept. Thank you. Let not, all right, let's go. Let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Uh, bind them around your neck and write them on a tablet of your heart. So what I do is you hide the word of God in your heart. So when it comes time to cough it up, you got something there. You've downloaded in the file cabinet. Amen. If we if we if we pray enough and we get enough and we study enough, there'll be something in there that we'll be able to tell somebody when we come upon them. Amen. So today we're going to encourage one another and uh, and get this thing moving. All right. He says, so you will find favor and good success in the sight of man. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. So what I do is if I want to find out, if I want, to, I want to do something in my life, I take it to the Lord first, and then he gives me the direction on, on what, uh, what path I should take. Amen? I, I consult with the Lord first, 
and then you can consult with the experts after that. But if you're a Christian, you have to listen to God first. That is if he's Lord of your life. Uh, Lord means to be first. So be thinking about that when I get into the message. He says, lean not on your own understanding. It says, in all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make straight your path. So straight your path. So if we, if we look at a graph chart of the uh, uh, children of Israel, they're, they're in the desert, they're out, they're up, they're down, all this stuff. Sometimes our lives uh, take a lot of turns and a lot of ups and a lot of downs, and we're glad that God is there in the highs and in the lows. Amen? Because uh, if, if we were just to follow and listen to God, our path would be straight and we wouldn't have so many ins and outs and ups and downs. Amen. Uh, yeah. And then, and then uh, he says, it will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. Honor the Lord. So here's where we, we're doing this. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine. So we, we can look at this a couple of ways. Obviously, it's written by King Solomon. He says, make sure that you're giving God the first fruit. So God requires the first of everything, the first of your time, the first of your effort, the first of your money, the first of anything that you're doing or your business. All the first all belong to God if he's Lord. Amen. If he's not Lord, then, then you got issues, uh, other issues. But to keep him first, or to keep him Lord, he has to be first. So on that note, uh, for all those who want their barns to be filled uh, and their vats to be full, let's pray together. Amen. Um, uh, we'll bring the house lights down for this prayer here, if we would. All right, so let's, let's just, I want you to be thinking about this right now. And, and I'm going to throw this in. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw this in with this. Well, I, I don't know what it is that you're trying to fill your barn with, and whether it's joy or finances or, or peace or understanding or whatever it is. I just want you to raise your hand and, and pray with me and ask that uh, the, the Lord of the harvest will fill your barn right now. So, Father God, for those prayers that are out there here, and maybe some it's finances, maybe some it's business, maybe some it's health, maybe some it's, I don't know, Lord, but they all need you to be first they need their barns filled uh and and they they're taking this to you uh father god today and and all our people who are watching the broadcast live today uh just bless them uh father god and and push away evil thoughts uh give us uh, clean hands and a pure heart as we lift up the offering to you today as well in thy name of jesus amen let's celebrate with applause today turn up the house lights hallelujah High five your neighbor that you finally made it. Hello, amen, amen. Wow. Some of you guys, I'll tell you. I'm going to place my hands on the, on the word of God. We're going to pray for it. Lord, we just pray that the words of your uh, Bible, uh, this love letter, will come alive and speak to uh, the recipients here today, Lord God. Uh, push away. Uh, darkness and let your true light shine in thy name of Jesus. Amen. amen. All right. So I'm going to read this and then we're going to go back and I'm going to tell you what it's about. So we're going to dive like right in the, in the center of the book of Luke. Uh, there's a lot of great lessons here. We're talking about uh, physical health, getting back in the saddle here, um, being healthy, 
Uh, it's really kind of been on our mind here for the last couple of months. We talked about heart health, mental health, and now we're talking about physical health. Uh, next, next month, we'll be talking about being thankful because we're in the month of Thanksgiving. It's a great way to uh, start remembering all the things that God has done for you. You can start making a list uh, because I'll be asking for that next month. You just kind of be sending them in and, and, and um, start being thankful even for the small things like uh, uh, God's given me breath in my lungs. I mean, just, just, just breath in my lungs. Just if, if you don't get anything out of, of, of God and his message, that he's, he's, he's good, I'm healthy, and I'm breathing on my own, and I thank God for that. Amen? Everything after that is a bonus. Just, right, Chuck? Just, just, just I, I try to keep it simple. I like very, very simple things. Uh, I'm going to read this, and then we'll go back and chop it up. So let's dive into it. After this, the Lord appointed 72. So I'm in Luke chapter 10. And want to thank you. And be praying for all our friends that are online uh, today, too, and, and watching the broadcast. And sent them on ahead of them, two by two, in every town and place where he himself was about to go. And he said to them, the harvest is plenty, but the, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly, the Lord of harvest, to send out laborers into his harvest. Go your way. Behold, I am sending you out as lambs in the midst of wolves. Carry no money bag, knapsack, nor sandals, and greet no one on the road. Whatever house you enter, first say, Peace be to this house. And if a son of peace is there, your peace will rest upon him. But if it's not, it will return to you. And remain in the same house, eating and drinking what they provide for the labor deserves his wages. Do not go from house to house whenever you enter a town and they receive you eat what is set before you heal the sick in it and say to them the kingdom of God has come near you please underline this please underline this the kingdom of God has come near to you I want you to underline that and park there for just a second and then let me read the rest of it but that's going to be very important not so much for you but probably a family member or friend I, I promise you, you're going to want to underline that. And you may even want to, watch this class, do this. Get bold and text. Text your friend this. The kingdom has come near you. I feel strong about this for somebody today. And remember, you were in this position at one time. Somebody came and presented some form of the gospel to you at some time. I don't know where you was. The first time you probably rejected it or you were too busy or you were caught up in your, come on now, you were caught up in your life. You go, oh, I'm, not, I'm not ready right now. And, and, and that, that'll speak to you as we, as we delve into it a little more. Um, two verses, two verses left. He says, but whenever you enter a town and they do not receive you, go into its streets and say, even the dust of your town that clings to our feet wipe off against you. Nevertheless, know this, that the kingdom of God has come near. So this is the word of the Lord. Amen. So it's, it's on you now. It, it's here. Uh, be ready to receive this. So I'm in chapter 10, but so I'm sitting at my study, and I'm studying, and God's talking to me. And I, you ever, like, uh, study, and, and you're there studying, and you're, like, telling God, you know, what you need to do. And pretty good book, God, but, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm getting back, and he goes, he goes, start out in chapter 9. And I'm like, I'm preaching out of chapter 10. He goes, go to chapter 9 first. And I'm like, oh, you really don't know what you're doing, do you? <laughs> I'm at my study, and I'm telling him this. You guys don't do that, just me. 
But back here, there's a, and, and I'm just trying to be funny here for, for a reason. There's so much more, watch this class, there's so much more to the Word of God than what I could even imagine. Study it, and you tap into just a little, and you go, my gosh, this is incredible. And then you find out you really don't know, Steve, as much as you thought you knew. And I've been studying for 21 years. And I'm into it, and I'm going, you know what, you really don't know, like, hardly anything. But I know something today. I know Jesus is Lord. And think about all these greats that have gone on before us. Billy Graham and all the, all the wonderful. And, and, and the, the, I know now or why Mrs. Geeson preached this, Mike, over and over again. Because it's the true message of Christ. Get saved. That's what she would say and your dad would say. Get saved, get saved, get saved. Anytime you talk to Mrs. Geeson, it was about you. Oh, oh, honey. That's what she'd say to me and my wife. Oh, honey. It would always be about Jesus. And I would say, thank you, God, for making people like Mrs. Geese and so wonderful, wonderful people. And uh, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So thank you. Love your mom. Love her. All right. Uh, so, so nine. We're in chapter nine. And he, he tells all these stories. And he's sending out the 12. And he, feeding the 5,000, taking up the cross, and then there's the transfiguration. It's Peter, James, and John. They were there when that happened. Uh, healing the unclean spirit out of the boy. Who's the greatest? It's kind of like where we're at today. Who's the greatest? You know, everybody wants to know who's the greatest. And, and you know, Jesus basically said, none of y'all are really that great. He said, especially with the attitude. How, the kids call it a tude. Say that with me, tude. Yeah, attitude. We all want to be the greatest. Um, and as we get closer to 10, there's a story uh, that I like about Jesus going through Samaria. And the people did not receive him. So, you know, there's the boys. The, uh, Lori, they're called the sons of thunder. Love those guys. You know why? Because they wanted to pound people. Just there's the deal, Dr. D. Just pound them. Look at me. And we're saying this because we may just pound them. Light them up. Oh, oh, yeah. If I got, oh, do I got to? Oh, if I got to come off this tractor. Amen. Steve, we just pound them. That's the answer. Before you're born again, just beat them up. Pound them. That's what James and John want to do. They're going through Samaria, the sons of thunder. They're rebuking Jesus, basically. James and John are like, hey, you know what, man? Jesus, you want us to call down fire from heaven and nuke them? (laughs) That's what it does. It's like the Rankin brothers are here. Here's what I'm glad. I'm just glad Jesus didn't do that to me. Come on, I need somebody to clap and act like you're interested. Oh, he should have fried you. And if this, you know, Jesus got to stand for the sons of town and go, hold on, senior. They're pretty good guys. Pastor Pat and senior, they got a good show. It's, it's only the restraint and the grace and mercy of Jesus Christ why you didn't get fried. You should have been, but you didn't. 
So I'd have missed all that if I wouldn't follow my own agenda before. We're not even into the message. So this here is just like, you're like, oh, man, this is great. Great message. No, this isn't the message. And then, then he talks about the cost for following Jesus. So now we're in 10. And then he sends out the 72. So it's, it's really just like the great commission, you know, whether you're reading out of Matthew or Mark. And he's sending them out two by two so they're accountable. And he sends them uh, two by two. And he says, and now, I'm just, if it sounds redundant, I'm just reading it. I'm in red letters after uh, verse two. It's Jesus saying this. Sent them out two by two in every town and every place where he himself was about to go. Verse two, 10, two in Luke. And he said to them, the harvest, say this with me, class. The harvest is plentiful, but the, one more time, but the laborers. Yeah, the laborers are few. I got to tell you a story. Ask me to tell you, and I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I'm coming home from church last night, and I'm talking to some of my friends on the way home from Warrington, and we're chopping it up about some serious things, you know, like food and all this. And I told my wife, I'm going to go, come pick you up, and we're going to go eat some ice cream and get a snack. These are things that I ponder. Oh, yeah. And she goes, I'll go with you. And I'm like, all right. All right. It's like I'm picking her up on a date. That's awesome, isn't it? I mean, uh, so I come and pick her up. And then we go to this one place. It's a local gas station here. And I go in. I'm going to pick up a snack. And I walk in there. And it's like the Twilight Zone. All the businesses now that are open are like walking into the twilight zone. Kids are going, what's the twilight zone? Rod Serling. It's another dimension. I walk into this place, Mike, and I, and I walk in, and I go in, and I go, is, is the, and the lights are almost down even. Like they're shutting half of the store down. And this young man, he, I don't even know if he was old enough to shave, and he, he uh, I said, is the kitchen open? He looks at me, and he goes, it's just me and him here today. That's <laughs> what he says. And I'm like, there's got to be a camera here somewhere. Rod Serling's going to pop out behind a car. Do, 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 do. So I didn't get anything from the kitchen, so I grabbed something from the cooler, this and that. And then I, then I did this strange thing. It's Tony, I did this strange thing. Then I walked up to the counter to pay for the items that I just bought. No one's there. I'm wanting to hand somebody money. They don't want to receive it. And you can do that in America now and keep your business open. They say, we'll get to you when we can. The guy that's running the cash register stocking the shelves. We're in America, people. Here's the problem they had this 2,000 years ago. The harvest is ripe, but the laborers are few. We got to get back to, to get America back and, and get it healthy. We got to get people back to work. Say amen like you mean it then. And work's not a four-letter word. Or a curse word anyways. And it's not that there's no work. 
There's a bunch of work. We just don't have the workers to do the work. They had the same problem back 2,000 years ago. It's kind of a strange concept now, isn't it? So what, is, what does God do about this? Well, he writes this letter, so be ready for it. The harvest is plentiful, but the labors are few. So what does he tell us to do? Therefore what, class? Therefore. Pray. Say it again, therefore. Pray. I mean pray. I, I, mean, I mean pray like you ain't never prayed before. You know, when, when you read in 1 Thessalonians 5, I don't know, 16 or 17, you theologians, pray constantly or pray always, that, that little two-word verse there. He said, he said, pray all the time, because you know what they had a problem with in the church in Thessalonica? They all wanted to quit their jobs and go up on the roof and sit back and wait for Jesus. Paul says, no, 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 don't do that. Those who don't work... Don't eat. Oh, man, I'll tell you what. So back here on this, uh, he, said, he said for us to play the harv- uh, pray, the harvest is plentiful, but the labors are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his, into his harvest. So I thought about this yesterday. I was at the farm. I woke up, and, 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 and thank God for the farmers. Can we applaud the farmers in America? Amen. Not everything comes wrapped up in cellophane. My goodness, this stuff is not microwavable. You know, how did, how did all this stuff get? So I'm watching all these farmers here in my farm, and they're, they're bringing in the last crop. I mean, we're, we're out of time, really, getting corn out in Missouri. It's got to come out this weekend. And it doesn't matter, watch this class, and it doesn't matter if you feel like it or not. It's got to come out. Nobody's interviewing farmers. Do you feel, do you, hold on, ma'am, do you feel like getting in your combine this morning? Actually, no, you probably don't because you were in it all night last night. But there's farmers in America that still turn their headlights on at 4 in the morning and gas up their trucks and gas up their combines, and they have to go to work because the harvest is ripe. It don't matter how you feel. We got to quit interviewing people. We need people to get out of this building and go out there and, and save a lost and dying world, even if you don't feel like it. Uh, my mom had a word for that, but I won't repeat it. Amen. I mean, is, is, it, good, is it good preaching so far? I'm, I'm just, I'm, I, if here, it's in red letters, Terry. If you don't like it, I'm sorry. So here's the part that really started to kind of bum me out here when I started reading this. Elizabeth, this is where it gets it's pricey. It's in verse 3. Go, watch this, go your way. Behold, I am sending you out as lambs in the midst of wolves. Sign me up for that. Dinner bell. You're a lamb and you're going out in the midst of a bunch of wolves. It's, and I don't know about that. I didn't know we were going to have to do this as Christians. I thought we were going to just, you know, the, the pastor would fling some water on me, bless me, bop me, and send me out the road, and i go do what I wanted to do. Well, you can, but there's still lives at stake out there. 
and he's telling us how to get to them. So let's start celebrating the people who are out there doing that or the people who leave here and, and, and want to do that. So here's what he says to his people. These 72, he's sending them out two by two. Carry no money bag or no knapsack. Uh-oh. Leave your Cabela's card at home. That's, that's when I panic. You want to you see me panic? Tell me there's no coffee and take my Cabela's card away. I mean, because you know, you live like I do. You're almost in a cashless society. If I, if I got my black Cabela's card, I can go get anything I want. Jesus said, quit relying on that. He said, don't take no knapsack. Don't take no wallet. I think King James Version, it would say, take no purse. And don't worry, on the way, there's not going to be any quick trips that you can stop by either. And forget about Red Wings, pal. They're wearing sandals. If you blow one out, you're going barefoot. Amen. You want to be a Christian 2,000 years ago, Steve Cherry? Preach that to your kids. You go, you got to be kidding me, man. What happens if I'm thirsty? What happens if it rains outside? You ever notice that when you take kids outside, you're like, do you got any sunblock or like an umbrella or anything? And they're like, no, I don't have it either. Should I still go outside where the big orange ball in the sky is? And now everybody goes to the doctors. They're vitamin D deficient. They're vitamin D deficient. I said, yeah, because the rays off of that television don't work for you. Remember that, amen. They'll be okay. What, now here's where it really starts picking up some steam, church. It says, whatever house you enter first, say, peace be to this house. Peace to this house. So they're going out and they're witnessing to people. And he says, peace be to this house. And if the son of peace is there, your peace will rest upon him. So that's, that's somebody who wants to hear the gospel message of Jesus Christ. He says, it will, he says, the peace will rest on him, but if not, it will return to you. So he's getting you ready for rejection. There'll be some people in your life that you go witness to who don't want nothing to do with Jesus Christ. That's a newsflash. The Bible calls them heathens. The Bible calls, say this with me, class, the Bible calls them antichrist. And you know what that looks like out there on the, on the landscape right now. The, the Babylonian principle and the Babylonian system is a godless society designed to fail. And, and what gets them people reeled in like that and, and doing those type of things is, is something called pride. They're too proud uh, to give a bended knee to Jesus Christ. It's, pride is the same thing that kicked the devil out of heaven if you don't know. Verse 7, it says, and remain in the same house, eating and drinking whatever they provide. So he goes on, he says, for the laborers deserved of his wages. So he's going, don't go from house to house thinking that there's a better deal someplace. Don't go over here and go, oh, I'm only eating hot dogs over here. Over here, they're eating prime rib. Jesus said, stay where I put you. Quit jumping around like a jackrabbit. Right now, if, we, if we're not entertained right off the bat, we're ready, to, we're ready to get off of that website and go to another one within one second. Jesus said, you need some patience. 
The grass isn't always greener on the other side of the fence. Amen. I told the church this the last one. I remember putting up, we were, we were going through ups and downs like a lot of churches do back. We was over on McKelvey a long time ago. And uh, I put up a marquee out there that says, if you're looking for the perfect church, keep driving. Because people are what uh, mess up. People in their sin mess up relationships, don't they? So he said, don't go from house to house. Whenever you enter a town, they receive it. Eat what is set before you. Say that. Eat what is set before you. One more time. Eat what is set before you. Just like your mom and dad did. They slid it across the table and go, here you go. It's time to eat. Broccoli and meatloaf. Guess what? You ate it. I'll get off of that. You've already heard my story on that. But it was fun doing that. I remember me and Greg would lay, and after a while, we felt like we could wear my dad down. He'd be in there watching the news. It'd be like 9 o'clock. And we'd be laying, and it would, if you move, if you move, I'm going to give a tip to the kids. If you, if you move the food around on the plate, it looks like you've ate some of it. My dad would always come in with a spoon and push it all right back in the pile. He said, you've ate none of this. And then once it rolled around to be like 9 or 9.30, we'd be laying under the, uh, under, and we'd be looking at each other, you know. And he'd say, Arlene, wrap it up. They're having that for breakfast tomorrow. He said, eat what is set before you. God has given us this, this food. God has given us this provision called life. And we're breathing and we're walking and talking. Our own. Whatever you got there, if you're hungry enough, you'll eat it eventually. Heal the sick. Put your hands on the sick. And then tell them this. I told you to underline this. The kingdom of God has come near to you. So here's where the message starts. Do you remember back before you received Jesus Christ, somebody was telling you about Jesus and, and you could almost sense, you could almost sense, even being a heathen, the presence of Almighty God. The, you would, that, that means, watch this man, the kingdom of God was getting close to you. The kingdom of God was getting close to you. And, and I didn't know what it was, Chad, but I could sense that it was there. And, I, and I'll tell you a story, and, and we'll, we'll bring our, uh, our praise team up for this altar call. I want, I want you to hear this. The kingdom of God. So, so highlight this, and then I want, you to, I want you to text this to your friend who's watching the broadcast. The kingdom of God has come near to you. So I, I knew there were some people that lived across the street from me and Vicky. They're, they're probably some of the most wonderful. And I've told you about them before. There were, there were Christians. They were devout Christians. And they, got, and, 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 and they, they, always, they were amazed at the way we lived. They were, they, they, this guy, his name was Scott. And he said, I've, ne he said, I've never seen, he said verbatim, he said, I've never seen anything like it in my entire life. He said, you've got to be the most violent guy I've ever seen in my life. 
And, and we, you know, sometimes we wouldn't go to bed for days. And I'd go over and I'd sit on his truck, back of his truck, and I'd say, tell me, tell me some stories about this Jesus that you serve. Because I knew, watch this class, I knew the kingdom of God, you're not getting it. The kingdom of God was near. I never received it, Tony, but the kingdom of God was right there across the street from me. And I would be just drunker than you could ever even get. And I would sit on that tailgate and he would tell me about the things of God. And he, and he, never, and he never got tired of telling me about the things of God. Aren't you so glad that somebody or some grandma or some mom or some neighbor, some crazy Christian never gave up on praying on you and for you? Crazy, crazy Christians. You can play. Crazy Christians. Bring the house lights down. The kingdom of God is near you. It's healthy to be near the kingdom of God. I'm so grateful about all those people that God has put in my path. Cray I, can't, I can't believe how crazy those Christians are. They go to bed like at nine. We used to go to bed like nine the next day. Or nine on Sunday night. Do you remember that, getting warmed up? You used to get warmed up like on Monday. Am I at the right church when I talk this message? But God always had some way of bringing, stand with me. Grindelli always had some way of getting the kingdom next to me. Just getting the kingdom closer and closer to me. So here it is. The kingdom of God has come near to you. That's what you tell these people. Even, even however it goes, you could just walk when you walk away. And here's what I do. I do this week in and week out. I do it on Wednesday morning. I do it on Saturdays and I do it on Sunday. And then I do it throughout the week. And then when I leave, I let everybody know the kingdom has come near you. You do what you want with the message. Go out there and live with your hair on fire. And then tell me how that works. Geeson. But whenever you enter a town and they do not receive you, go into its streets. Even the dust of the town that clings to your feet wipe off against you. Nevertheless, know this, that the kingdom of God has come near. How sad is that? For anyway, I get out in the middle of the street after I've been witnessing to you, year after year after year after year, and go, you know what, man? I guess you don't want God in your life. Doesn't mean I'm not going to quit. I'm going to stop praying for anything. It's just, here's what happens. Once, once this goes into, into overdrive, sometimes somebody's dirt starts to affect my walk. And then when, I, and when that ha happens, I got to get out of the deal. Because we can't have two people that are in this. Hold on, Ashley. I got to get out of this deal. I got to go, you know what, man? They, and people ask me, they go, how long? I thought we were supposed to give our brother 70 times 7. You are, you are, you are. Never give up on anybody. Don't ever give up on them. But when there's stuff 
starts to affect your family and your walk, I got to go, brother. I got to, I got, say it with me, I got to roll on. I, ju I just had this conversation 30 minutes ago with a brother. I got to rock on, man. I got to protect this thing, man. I, here's the deal. I know what's back there. It ain't nothing, man, and I'm not going back. And here's something else everybody needs to know. I'm not doing the devil's time either. I'm not doing the devil's time. Not me. So you might say, so, well, Pastor Pat, what do we do today? What do we do today? So how do we, how do we stay healthy in this? So, so hear this when, when I tell you this. The first thing is, is like Jesus said in the first couple of verses there, make sure that you're saved. And, I, and, and, and me and, and, the, and the dads and the, and the grandpas and the, and the mommies and the grandmas are going to all pray for you right now. So would you close your eyes so we can play, pray for our kids and our family? We're going to let the, our kids and our families know that the kingdom was near today, right? The kingdom, it got near to them. It got close to him. It got close to the kids. You know, how's little Jimmy and how, how's little Susie going to receive this message? I have no idea. I'm going to pray that they receive it because when I walk out of this building, I'm going to say the kingdom was near you. And then if you have a somebody special in your life that needs this message right here, right now, raise your hand and we're going to pray it right to that person. I'm going to pray with you. Father God, right now in the name of Jesus, all the hands that are raised in the sanctuary and all those that are on the live broadcast that have children and spouses and aunts and uncles and grandmas and grandpas who aren't saved. They're not, they're not born again. But we want them to know today, in the name of Jesus, the kingdom of God is near them today. Say that with me. The kingdom of God is near them. Oh, it's near them by the power of the Holy Ghost. It, it's on you like a sticky trap. Can you feel the presence of God in this house today? It's, it, it's, 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 like, it's, like a, it's like glue. It's like paste. Tell your neighbors, say, it's on me. It's on it's on me. It's not just on Pastor Pat. It's on you. It's on, it's on me. It's on me. Wherever I go, the power of the Holy Ghost is wherever I go. He helps refrain my tongue and, and my eyes. It's on me. It, 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 Chuck, it's stuck on me. You say, how do you keep it on you, Pastor Pat? Here's the deal, class. You bathe in it. Jeannie, you bathe in it. You bathe in it through Bible studies and church attendance and, and prayer meetings and, 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 and phone calls and friends. You're, you're talking to them on the phone. I told you about my buddy Rob. We, we talked more and more about the kingdom of God in the last couple of phone calls. He said, tell me more. He thirsty, longed for the, for the kingdom of God. He said, Pat, tell me more. And we would talk about it. Those are the things that are, 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 are really important when you know that the Lord draweth nigh. Isn't it? We ain't got time for all the little things. So that's what we talked about. We brought the Lord close to each other. The, the Lord was near him and he was near me. What a great way to go out, isn't it? What a great way with the Lord being near us. Let's pray that. Lord God, I, I pray that your mighty hand would be upon us today. 
that wherever we go, wherever we travel, Lord God, that everyone here in this building knows that the Lord is close. He is near us today. And my prayer is, is that all in the building and all in the broadcast, Lord God, would be saved through the blood of the Lamb. And we'll be sure to give you the glory, Father God, today. In Jesus' name, amen.